Welcome to Unplanned and Untold, a podcast that dives into the real-life, unexpected twists of facing an unplanned pregnancy in college. Join us as we listen to the unplanned and untold stories of those who have overcome the odds in order to achieve their goals. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Unplanned and Untold. I'm your host, Caitlin Willing. And listeners, today we have a treat for you. I'm going to be interviewing one of our planters for Baby Steps. This is Maureen Hutchison. She is trying to bring Baby Steps to the University of Central Florida. Maureen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are so excited to have you because you really do have such a unique perspective. You have experienced your own unplanned pregnancy. There is something really cool about your story that I can't wait for listeners to hear um, as far as your son goes. And then a full circle moment as well of you wanting to give back to the Orlando community and try and bring baby steps onto that campus. So we are so excited to dig in. And I would love to start by just asking you, Going into college, what were your dreams? Where did you go to school and what were you hoping to achieve? Absolutely. So um, I started at UCF in the fall of 2002. So I'm a proud knight um, awesome. and have been, have seen it grow, you know, so much throughout the last 21 years. Um, and when I started back then, my big dream was to be a lawyer and that definitely evolved, but my major was English literature because I loved to read and I wow. loved to write. Um, and I really just, you know, I, I wasn't really sure exactly what shape that would take, but, but the lawyer was always kind of like in the back of my head, I'm not a lawyer, full disclosure, <laughs> but, but I definitely, um, I, I went the right path for me. And so, um, and, and it was the right major for me, but yeah, I did have big dreams when I started. And then lo and behold, uh, about midway-ish through my sophomore year of college, I found myself pregnant wow, <laughs> with my sophomore year. boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. my sophomore year. It was right before uh, finals, I believe, or, or midterms, I think, not finals, yep. but midterms right before spring break of sophomore year. So right around a very so. stressful time. Uh, exactly. So we're just going to add to that with this. Yes. Exactly. Wow. So what made you think you were pregnant? Take us back to when you thought, oh, shoot, this actually could be real. Right. So it was a stressful time, like you said, and I was feeling that. So I kind of had told myself, oh, that's probably why, you know, I'm a little late. I'm just stressed out. And, and I had a cold, I think. And I just kept telling myself, you know, no, 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 it can't be that. It can't be that. And I remember assuring, you know, my boyfriend at the time, no, 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 it's just, I'm fine. Like Don't it's worry. fine. And then, yeah, no, it wasn't fine. <laughs> I, I woke up one morning, I just started a new part-time job and I was um, at that job. And I remember just all of a sudden feeling violently ill, like, wow. you know, in the early morning hours and then yeah. being like little light bulb, you know, like, ding. and I was like, Oof, I think I need to go take a pregnancy test. And right. so- I grabbed my best friend later that afternoon and, and we went to Walgreens and got a test. And then that night it was confirmed for me. <laughs> that is wild. And a part of people's stories that I don't think many people talk about is actually getting the test from the store. I mean, did you feel like there were a million eyes staring at you? Did you try to hide the test? Like, what was that moment yes. like? Yeah. So we, she and I went and I just remember feeling like I was just hopeful it would be like someone's grandma. Yeah. Out. 
but you know, of course it was like, it was like a fraternity brother, like who works there. Yeah. So oh. I remember, um, my sweet friend grabbed like all this candy and like shoved it on top, like as burying it, kind of, like disguised, like, you know, it looks like the pen dispenser. Sure. So, he knew what it was, but that's okay. And then I just, you know, we, we paid for it and left. And I do remember though, feeling like even walking through the parking lot, yes. I was like, oh, you know, someone's going to jump out from behind. A they car all know. Like, I know what you're about to yes. do. Like, you know, like, I don't think anybody was looking at me like that, really, no. but you just feel like a, you're under a microscope, you know, Absolutely. You're going and we didn't have the luxury of self-checkout then. I mean, that's like new. Now you can just go to self-checkout, but you had to put your stuff on the belt and everyone behind yes. you saw what it was and the clerk saw what yes. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no hiding it. There was no, no hiding it. No, it, no crime could just like discreetly drop it at your right. door. No, no crime. Door. Exactly. No. Now you can no order nothing. them right to your door. Yeah. You have to leave the house. I'm like, no, oh no. I have to go and like, you know, it was like the walk of shame, but you're like, like, please don't have a price check on this item. Price check, aisle five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, you just don't forget moments like that. You never will when it's just, yep, absolute terror. And so you take the pregnancy test home. Your best friend, does she stay with you or is it just you and your boyfriend? What does that look like? So it was just, it was actually the three of us and she stayed and um, I went in and took it by myself. And I just couldn't remember like hearing them in the other room, like making small talk. And she was asking like, you know, what spring break plans were. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like who can think of that at a time like this? And then as soon as I saw the positive test, I didn't even leave the bathroom right away. I took a minute because I was just like, you know, reeling. Yeah. And then I grabbed it and I just remember beelining past where they were sitting, going into my room and shutting the door. And then they both came in and they were like, they knew, they, you know, it was, they knew it was obvious, like, you know, what the result was. So yeah, wow. it was quite overwhelming. So your initial reaction to seeing that pregnancy test come back positive, what were you thinking? Oof, I always say it was kind of like Dorothy and the tornado, you know, yeah. there's like all these different people and faces and things. And some of them really don't make any sense. But, um, you know, I remember immediately thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to tell my parents, like, right. you know, I was terrified of that. Um, I felt like everything was just suddenly up in the air. What, you know, my schooling, where I was going to live, what the rest of my life was going to look like, but also like what the next year would even look like, you know, yeah. what do I do now? And one thing I remember thinking, which this is so, it's almost shallow, but I remember I had been looking into a study abroad program Sure. and I remember thinking, well, I can't do that. You know, yep. that's definitely, that's done. I'm not yep. going to be studying abroad and just so many things that, you know, some of them big and some of them probably less important when I look back on it now, but just, um, and then just this underlying feeling of shame, just like I yeah. felt so ashamed and so afraid those yep. two, you know, sort of big, big feelings that just sort of envelope you. You can't really do anything else. You feel really um, suffocated by them. Absolutely. And it's very, it's isolating because it's, mm-hmm. unless you know somebody who's gone through that situation, it's very hard for people to relate to the emotions. This is not something that is, you know, a quick fix and you can just make it all go away. Like this is something that, you know, you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life. And so thinking through all of the options and thinking through what life is going to be like is daunting at that point in time. It is. 
Yeah, it really is. And, and I definitely, you know, there was, um, lots of discussions between me and my boyfriend and, and just, you know, deciding like what was next, what comes next. Right. And, and we both decided we needed to tell our parents. So okay. that was the first thing on the agenda was to tell my parents. <laughs> and how did that go? I mean, were you terrified? What, what did you, did they react in the way that you thought they were going to? Uh, they didn't actually. <laughs> I was, I, I thought that, you know, I really thought that they would just be so angry with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, they were angry. I think they were both certainly shocked, you know, mm -hmm. and disappointed for sure, but not, I don't know that they were disappointed, like in me, they were just disappointed for, for my future. They didn't know what this right. meant. Um, my dad is a little more old school than my mom. And yeah. I think the, the subject of marriage definitely came up, you know, yeah. he, he had a lot of questions like about that. And, and I was surprised because my mom did not have that feeling or reaction. Okay. She was very concerned about how is Maureen going to finish college? She has yes. to finish college. We have to figure that out. And so um, that became sort of the priority as things evolved and, and discussions continued. So you knew you were going to stay in school. You knew you wanted to stay at UCF at that point. Yes. Yes, I did. I um, That was priority number one for me. I wanted to be a knight all the way through. I wanted yeah. to graduate as a knight. And I knew that also transferring had implications too, you know, right. and, and we definitely thought about that. Like maybe it would be best if I just stopped, you know, going to UCF and transferred to another school, but there were lots of complications. There wasn't a four-year school at that time that was really convenient to my parents. Um, or if there was, it didn't offer the same sort of the same major that I had right. and my credits wouldn't totally transfer. And so in order to finish in the four years that, you know, I really wanted to finish in, I really needed to stay at UCF. It wasn't yeah. even, I wanted to, but I also kind of needed to because yes. I was halfway through and, and to make a change like that at that time would have delayed graduation even more. Right. And I think as, you know, you know, anyone who's been through this knows, like once you know that you're going to be responsible for another person, right? Yes. Priorities become really clear. And I knew yes. that my number one goal had to be graduating and right. getting a job. Like that was what Absolutely. I had to be focused on. Even our health insurance. Um, my mom was so fortunate to be able to provide health insurance. She had already been providing it for me, but also extend it to Michael through her wow. plan. It was able to cover a grandchild, but only until they were two. Wow. And so he was going to turn two the October after I graduated. So it just yes. worked out really well. Yeah. To be able to, but I knew I had to graduate. On right. <laughs> yes. And that's a common thread. I feel like with a lot of the women that I interview is maybe they were not so great students before they got pregnant, but when they do get pregnant and when they have that baby, it's like, all right, you know, all gas, no breaks. Like it's, it's time to get done with this degree and to focus. And you have somebody that you're fighting for. You have yes. a mini you that, you know, if you don't buckle down, your future may not be what you always thought it would be if you would just graduate. Exactly. Exactly. It's the sense of responsibility, I think is just seismic that shift. Right. And so I mean, I, that is, I, I was definitely a very average student before, you know, I had Michael and then after Michael, I became, I excelled. I really did, yes. but I worked for it. It wasn't, yep. it didn't, you know, it didn't just happen. I worked really hard. My priorities were studying, parenting, you know, just making sure that I was doing everything I could to be the best I could for him 
for myself so yeah. that when I graduated, you know, we would have a solid future in hand. So Absolutely. I really hard for that. So when Michael was born, what did your support system look like? How were you able to balance it all and stay in school at UCF? Sure. So UCF had just started offering some online classes. Yes. I'm dating myself. Here. Revolutionary yes. times. <laughs> yes, it was. So I, but I remember being so excited because it meant that the fall that I was due to have him in October of 2004, I was actually able to take online classes. So I wasn't going to disrupt my, you know, my education. I was going to keep earning my credits and stay on course. Um, but I was able to go back and stay with my parents after he was born here in Orlando. And then okay. I immediately went and stayed with them and him through, you know, that whole end of the semester and Christmas break, and which was wonderful. I got like the first two months of, you know, I was still studying and working hard right. on classes online, but I was able to be a full-time mom to him for those first two months. And then yeah. um, we had worked out that his other grandparents who lived even further south than my parents and my parents would split care for him about three and a half to four days a week while okay. I was going back to UCF and wow. I was commuting. I had an apartment wow. there that I shared with a couple girls. So I was commuting three days a week. I would like slam my classes like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, I would just take class after class after class. I would work so hard to study. And then Thursday, I can remember as soon as my last class was over, I'd have the car packed and I would be mm. like, Eating down 90 oh, to, to go to your baby yes, to get back to him. It was a really, really hard time. Actually, oh, like it was, you know, it feels like it wasn't like that long, but it, it just was being, he, he was changing so rapidly and yes. going, I would, you know, my mom watched him at work at the end of that week. And so I would go to my mom's office on Thursdays and I picked him up out of his playpen and he was like laying down and his head, he was like holding his head up so well. Like, and I remember bursting into tears because he hadn't even sure. been out like a few days before, but sure. those days, it's such a difference when they're so little. And the first time he got a fever, I wasn't with him. He right. Was she took such wonderful care of him, yeah. but, you know, like mom and that, yes. that was hard, like to be away from him. And I still carry those you know, somewhat painful, but very bitter. Sure. I was, you know, sweet because I had this wonderful help, you know, the support system who was willing to help us, but bitter because I felt like I had to sacrifice a lot yes. in order to, to achieve my own goals, you know, while being his mom. So, it is. Yeah. It's such a sacrifice and I can completely relate. We laugh all the time because my son that I got pregnant with in college has a bit of a twang, a Southern twang, and none of us do. And everyone always asks like, why does Hudson have this twang? And it's because he was in daycare all the time and his precious daycare workers were really Southern. And so right. he was hearing the majority of the language he was hearing was coming from his, you know, childcare workers. And right. I mean, by the time I got him, it's bedtime. It's like bottle bed, we're done. You know, feed yeah. you bed. He was spending the majority of his time at daycare, and it is bittersweet. It's it's like those moments fly by so fast, and during that time, we're treading water, right? Like it's like yeah. if I can just keep my head above the water. Sometimes I have trouble remembering exactly what it was like to have him little because I was so <laughs> you know involved in so many other things and just trying to finish school. Yes, I totally know what you mean. It's very, it's like blurry, you know, you look yes. back and you have this like vague memories and some of them stick out really clearly. Like, yeah. oh, he has this, you know, this certain way that he speaks that right. he's definitely derived from that or 
for me, you know, that I just remember Michael developing and I was like, felt like I was missing it. And so Mm -hmm. I totally agree. It's very, you know, you're hustling and you're working so hard, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're picking up on it. And then in retrospect, you certainly see it clearly that like, wow, that was, was really hard. Absolutely. (laughs) What I I did was really hard, (laughs) really hard. And you did it. And with that being said, take me back to graduation, walking across that stage from UCF, just the feelings that you had that day. What was it like? Oh, I felt, I mean, I was just soaring on cloud nine. It was wonderful to be able to know that, you know, that I had done this and that now I was going to be taking the next step and providing for Michael and myself, you know, I would have this degree. I would have this education. I did it where I had started. Exactly. I didn't, you know, I just, I felt so just strong and empowered that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember thinking too, that like, you know, it wasn't just for me. I had this beautiful, like rosy cheeks, yes. you know, life boy that I was like, oh, I did it for him too. And yes, having both of, of those things on that day was just so amazing. It was so fulfilling. Absolutely. You don't. I mean, I've said this on the podcast before, you know, people ask, you know, what, what, what is the best day of your life? And I tell my husband, you know, the day I married you was such a great day. But the day I walked across that stage, graduating from Auburn with a one-year-old in the stands was the best day of my life because you just fight tooth and nail for something that a lot of people don't even think that you can achieve. And it is such an accomplishment and something that nobody can take away from you and an experience that helps mold you and shape you. And yes, so absolutely. with that being said, have you had a conversation with Michael about what it was like to fight for your degree while pregnant and also while raising him? Yes, absolutely. I mean, so Michael's 18 now, so, you know, he's wow. basically an adult. Yes. So we've had lots of conversations over the years and he's certainly had lots of, you know, questions as he's grown up about how he started and, you know, the circumstances that led us to where we are now. And, right. and I absolutely, you know, made it clear to him that he, you know, he was a huge reason. He was a huge motivating factor for me in the best way about, yeah. you know, finishing and walking across that stage and, and that, you know, and not to like too much pressure on him, but Ooh. also so that he understands that, you know, it's, you know, he, it's a, he can go forward knowing that he's important, that he exactly. matters and that, you know, that they worked hard for both of us. And yeah. so I'm proud of, of both of us. I'm proud of him, but I'm proud of me too. And yes, you know, he, I think, I think it's pretty meaningful to him. It's, it's hard, you know, boys aren't always so expressive, right. I don't think, but, um, but I think especially as he's gotten older and, and, you know, gone on to finish high school now, he's definitely, you know, I can, he, he realizes that he understands that he gets it. Absolutely. And so now with him graduating high school, where does he want to go to college? So he is going to be a UCF night this fall. Full so, circle moment, mama, a full it, circle moment. It is. It's so much more so than because he just got his dorm assignment and he is living oh in the gosh. dorm next to the one I was Stop. in. It's absolutely wild. I'm so excited for him. We're headed oh to orientation gosh. soon. And wow. his dad and I, although, you know, we ended up not getting married, which was okay. for the best for both of us. Right. We co-parented him all these years and we're actually going to orientation together. All wow. So I just am laughing because I'm like, it's so crazy to like be back on campus, but I'm excited. It's going to be super fun oh to kind gosh. of walk those paths again with him and his dad. And we can, yes. you know, just sort of like, it'll be very full circle. I think it'll actually be really emotional and really Yes. Beautiful. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know if UCF's like Auburn and all, but there are some parts of Auburn that are still the same and I hope they will forever be the same. Yes. So it's like nostalgic in a way. Yes. I think UCF is definitely growing very right. rapidly, but there are absolutely parts of campus and, and some that actually mean a lot, I think, to Michael, um, just because when he was a baby, you know, we, we'd occasionally go and walk around. And so I'm excited to just be in those spots with him again and, oh, and cool. relive it, but in a new, you know, beautiful way where we are now in life. Absolutely. And for all of our listeners, uh, Maureen and her husband are planters. They are in the fundraising phase of hoping to bring UCF um, baby steps to UCF. And could you talk to us a little bit more about your efforts and what you're doing? Yes, absolutely. So right now, we are in the fundraising phase. Like you said, we're really, really keen on finding anybody who's willing and ready to partner with us in a financial way or in a, in a if you have experience doing something like this, launching a site like this, if you have connections in the Orlando community or the UCF community, we absolutely would love to speak with you. Yes. Um, I know I get like some feedback from people who are just so lovely and, and want to help, but sometimes, you know, they're they want to bring diapers or clothes. Right. That's a beautiful thing, but we're just not there yet. Not yet. So mm -hmm. Not yet. What we really need now is we just need, you know, the, the financial partnership to build the foundation so that we can, you know, kick baby steps off and launch it in the way that it, that, that these student moms deserve really. And Absolutely. the way that, you know, I think that Auburn has done it so beautifully and nationals working so hard on other campuses to do too. So Right. Yeah, we, we're, we're open. We're here. You know, anybody who wants to reach out, we'd Absolutely. love to Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, working so closely, you know, with Auburn, we just got flooded with so many people who were asking us, can we bring this to our university? And we just started doing research thinking, is there anything else like this out there? And there's really not. It is wild to see that we live in 2023 and there are there's a huge lack of resources for women on campus that find themselves pregnant. And so my question to you is, what was your fuel, the fire that made you and Jim want to bring Baby Steps to UCF? Absolutely. I mean, for me, it's certainly my personal experience. You know, right. I think I've had so much time to sort of marinate in, yeah. in what I went through and the experience that I had. And I just kept saying, you know, especially UCF is quite large as right. you know, and um, I just kept saying to Jim over the years, I just can't believe there's nowhere that, you know, these women can, can live even like that right. was the biggest thing for me yes. with the housing piece. I'm like, how have they not, you know, figured this out or no one's figured this out yet. And so, um, so I think, you know, for me, I just kept telling him that one day that was like my dream that I just wanted a place that women could live, you know, and keep going to school. And, and, and when I found baby steps online, I just felt like, I felt like it was something I'd like dreamed about and here it was, that it was already in existence. You guys had already worked so hard to, to bring it to fruition. And so it felt really providential. And when I reached out and found out that you also were looking to expand, it was right. like, okay, this is like kismet, right? I'm like, yes. we have to like make this happen. So yes. um, it's, it's something that I'm very passionate about. I'm very excited about, you know, and, and we really want to see it happen at UCF. We know it can, we know that there are, there is a big student mom population yes. on the UCF campus who could benefit greatly from this. Absolutely. And I really hope this podcast reaches the masses. And if you're listening and you know anybody in the Orlando area that wants to step up and help us bring baby steps to UCF, please, please reach out to us and let us get connected with you and see how we can make this dream a reality. And 
Um, Maureen, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and your day to not only share your story, but to work with us on a national level, you and your husband, the efforts that you are putting in to change lives in Orlando is really phenomenal. And we really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Caitlin. We're grateful for you too. Now I have one very last question that I ask everybody before we get off the podcast. And it is, if you could go back in time, Maureen, and tell yourself something as you find that positive pregnancy test in your hands, what would you say to yourself? Ah, (laughs) um, I think I would just want to tell that young scared girl Mm. that to just be brave and have courage and that everything's going to be okay. And that Mm. you are so much stronger than you realize in this moment, because I think that's the thing that, um, you know, even now I, I have moments like that, but I, I now have all this wisdom and experience where I can tell myself that, but Mm. then I didn't have it. And so that's what I would say. It's beautiful. It is a great piece of advice to end off with. And thank you again so much. And to all of our listeners, we hope that you tune back in in two weeks for another episode of Unplanned and Untold. Bye-bye. Do you want to be a part of an organization that is the first of its kind to empower student moms? Your support can impact generations to come. Consider making a financial contribution at babysteps.org.